Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Youngest congressman elected from Connecticut. The only in modern era three-time elected governor, uh, General and Gov, thanks for coming on. Not so young anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us, neither one. Hey, um, gosh, what happened? I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I was expecting a big Connecticut turnaround, but I was expecting at least, if not a red wave, a red ripple. But what happened? Well, I mean, uh, I think the previous caller hit the nail on the head. What was the message? Yeah, I, I, I guess maybe right? that's part I of mean, the problem. De- the definition of insanity for four elections in a row, we ran a rich businessman. Two two times with Tom Foley and two times yeah. with Stefanowski. Yeah. So guess what? I mean, we're not connecting with the voters. And even even in the 5th District, you know, I watched the Logan race, and, and I, I said to people last week, I said, listen, she, jo- Johanna Hayes is going to win. She's going to win by the margin of victory of the absentee votes in Waterbury. And they said, what? What are you talking about? And I said, whatever the absentee vote margin is in Waterbury, whether it's 1,000 votes or 2,000 vote margin, that's what she's going to win by. And they said, why do you, why do you say that? I said, well, it's organization and it's, and it's ground game. But it's also messaging. Well, mm-hmm. I think um, mm-hmm. we're, we, we had no generic message for all the Republicans in Connecticut. We, they were not on the same page. Nobody ran as a Republican. I mean, I couldn't figure out who was who in the various. Yeah, I mean, from the mailers, they were hiding for, it. You know, comptroller and treasurer and so forth. Nobody said Republican. Yeah. I met with a couple of, you know, various candidates across the state. I said, put Republican on there. Yeah. They said, really? I said, yeah. I said, you know, say vote for a change, vote Republican. Period. That's the message. Yeah. Um, and we we didn't do that. And so my point is that. I, you know, you've heard this a thousand times from me. There's there's two themes in a campaign, time for change or stay the course. And I think nationally people were willing to say, oh, you know, country's going in the wrong direction, but we're, we're doing okay in Connecticut. Well, and I made that point last night. It seems like Connecticut can weather some of these economic storms better than other parts of the country. I thought it was a big uphill battle for Bob because, hey, whether it's true or not, Lamont's very popular. You know, he's talking about budget surplus. He's talking about rainy day funds. He's talking about how well we did in COVID. All of it could be lies, but apparently people believe it because he's got a high approval rating. But you mentioned something that I've been saying for years, and I think now I probably learned it from you. I don't care if you're running for dog catcher. You have to all have a cohesive message. 
You have to have a theme. You move ahead with that theme. You march with that theme. You print that theme. There was no consistency among among our candidates. There was no generic message. There was no, you know, the state. Listen, the problem is we are the land of steady habits, um, and the Republicans in Connecticut, the, the leadership and so forth, are content to keep whatever number of, of House seats we, we have in the state legislature and the number of Senate seats we have and on the congressional races. I mean, um, I, I never thought, I mean, I, I don't think Logan ever, uh, there was no appearances that I knew of in Waterbury and, and throughout this area. You can't give up the cities. You, you can't run for statewide office and lose by large margins in New Haven, Hartford, Bridgeport, and Waterbury. Yeah. You can't overcome those. And yeah. and when we're now what's what's interesting demographic is that we're now losing the suburban areas. I mean, Stefanowski lost in his hometown of Madison. If you can't win your hometown of Madison, how can you win statewide? Yeah. I mean, I mean the, wasn't this the year though? I, I said this early earlier in the year. If you were going to run for anything, I don't know, dog catcher. This is your year to run. I mean, highest inflation in forty years, highest food prices, gas prices, home heating, natural gas, shortages, no baby formula, violent crime on the rise. If you can't win with those conditions, how are you going to win at all? We're not going to have a Republican in the congressional delegation in our lifetime because of that that purpose. I mean, I never heard anybody talking about gas prices and, and, you know, my wife and I, Patty and I went out yesterday to the store and we picked up a handful of items. We didn't even need a bag. and It was $60. Right. But, you know, but where was A, the messaging, B, the solutions too? I, I think that, you know, we also fail to offer solutions. Here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I mean, um, you know, I think if Logan, for example, talked about, hey, we need to drill, we need to do this, we need energy, you know, there, there were maybe 10 different messages, but there certainly wasn't one cohesive message. You know, I always say, even with the Stefanowski campaign, okay, they spent $30 million, all right? And, and same thing with um, Linda McMahon. She had yeah, two campaigns. <laughs> she spent $50 million in each of those campaigns. Yeah. And I asked people, what was her slogan? And, and people are, uh, I don't know. I said, well, for $50 million, we should certainly know what the message is. Stefanowski, near the end, started to say it's time for change. Um, and, but but that, it was too late. It was, late. Too late. It was too late. He spent all of his time and money trying to get people to like him. Yeah. And that wasn't going to happen. I mean, he, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I suggested to him that he ought to just have a commercial that says, hey, if this were a popularity contest, or if this were a personality contest, I would lose. But it's not. This is about the direction of the state. And just look right into the camera and say, this is about the direction of the state. Here are the two things or three things that are going wrong. Here are the three things that I would do to change it. Never heard that message. So, you know, it's to spend all that money and all that effort, and people at some point turn it off. I mean, I think the last two weeks of any campaign, people have just kind of locked off. But and you can't expect when the top of the ticket goes down by 10 points, you can't expect yeah. that congressional yeah. seats or state rep or House seats or Senate seats are going to are, are going to change. They're not. Not when you lose by 10 points at yeah. the top of the ticket. And, and I heard a lot of analysts say that late, late or early this morning. I, you know, I'm such a junkie. You know how I am. I stayed up all night watching this nonsense. But a lot of people said, you look at the states where governors did very well. 
the down ticket, even even on the congressional side, other other offices it did well. So to your point, you can't you can't you can't get cleaned up at the top of the ticket and expect the rest of the guys to do well. Guys and people aren't going to split the ticket that much. Maybe a little bit, but certainly not ten points worth. The um, honestly, I think the real loser also in this process was was Donald Trump. Um, the various candidates that he supported, certainly here in Connecticut in the Senate race. Uh, I mean, if Themis were the candidate either for Senate or for governor, mm. I think we would have had a shot at winning. Yeah, well, um, I, I was strong Stefanowski for Themis. And, and Levy, we didn't have a prayer. I took a lot of heat for that. I mean, you know, I don't think abortion really was an issue in Connecticut because uh, most of our candidates are pro-choice. So I don't think that was a – I don't think that was – I mean, Leora obviously wasn't. Or, I mean, she had switched. She used to be and changed. But Themis was – consistently pro-choice, but I felt like, and I made the case, that I thought she had a better chance against Blumenthal, but I, I was, oh, I, I was yeah. outvoted. Or even against, even against Lamont. Yeah. I mean, the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same yeah. thing over again, expecting a different result. I mean, here we are the day after the election, and I would pose the question, why would you vote for Stefanowski over Lamont? I mean, if you can't, if that's not an easy answer yeah. the day after the election, then... Yeah. The, the the messaging and the campaign failed. Let's go back and, to Trump and, and for a minute. And it did fail. And, I, again, I never, you know, there should have been generic messaging, hey, vote Republican, vote for a change. You know, yeah. there was some point, I can't remember who ran the campaign. It was, well, I think it was, I think it was maybe even Trump said basically, hey, you know, what do you got to lose? Well, exactly. What do you have to lose? Right. <laughs> you know, vote for me. What do you got to lose? <laughs> you, know, right. you know, kind of a desperate Hail Mary pass, but. I mean, no, he said that. He said that to a predominantly black audience I mean, is what he said. <laughs> you know, and and it's interesting. Demographics have changed. For example, in the, yeah. the second district, which is the eastern part of the, of the state, mm -hmm. that used to be very pro-union, very Democrat, very you know blue-collar, and and we never had a shop there. Now that area has become more Republican, mm -hmm. but now the Madisons and Fairfield County and Avon and you know Litchfield, Crazy. some of these smaller suburban towns have become more Democrat. So, I mean, we've, we've got to do something different. And I hope in four years, if we're serious about winning, we better have a different message and a different candidate and, and change it up a little bit. And we better go into the cities. You can't, yeah. you can't lose the four major cities by huge margins and expect to win. We're talking with former Governor John Rowland. You know, I heard a lot of Republicans rebuff and say well people would say well trump 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 and they went well trump's not on the ballot trump's on the ballot but he kind of was wasn't he i mean don't you think i i think trump kind of pulled pulled folks down yeah i think i mean levy i mean why would you attach your wagon to trump in connecticut i mean if it, whatever polling you see it's probably 20 to 25 points unfavorable and for levy to attach her wagon to trump in connecticut uh, that's a fool's errand. I, I never, I didn't quite get that. Um, and, you know, and listen, I, I think Trump really, really hurt himself in the last 48 hours when he came out and started making fun of DeSantis. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I, that, I, I think a lot of people said, you know what, this guy is not, first, first of all, he has no grace, but this guy is not my candidate. Um, he's, he doesn't know how to treat fellow Republicans. To pull the rug out from somebody two days before the election, yeah. and DeSantis was running for re-election, mm -hmm. to take a cheap shot at him, calling him a name, um, right before his election, it was really demeaning. And, oh. and I, think, I, mean, I think a lot of people woke up yesterday and said, you know what, 
I've had it with Trump. I'm going with DeSantis. So I think Trump was a big loser uh, in this national election. I think DeSantis, uh, they picked up some uh, additional seats, I think, in Florida, down south, southern Florida. I mean, look at Florida. You want to have a a national model? Florida killed it last night. Yeah, they killed it. I mean, I think he's the big winner. DeSantis is the big winner. Trump was the big loser. Um, And I think... You know, we I think Republicans get a little filled with ourselves. We think that, you know, we thought everybody thought Biden was on the ticket. Yeah. He wasn't. I mean, yeah. the rate. How Fetterman could win Pennsylvania oh, blows my mind. Um, it's not. It's it's unfathomable, isn't it? The poor guy. I, 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 mean, don't, I don't get it. I, even I even pre-stroke, it. I wouldn't have voted for him. You know, I just. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I just. If you just look at him and you say to yourself, okay, this guy's going to go to the U.S. Senate and represent my state. I mean, With a hoodie. With a hoodie on. I mean, I never saw him in anything but a hoodie with tattoos. I'm, again, perception is reality, yeah. and my perception of him is this guy doesn't look like a United States senator. But, you know, pre, pre-stroke, forget all the – we can argue about the disability. Yeah, I, mean, I can get on his health, but, the I mean, the guy just wasn't that, qualified that, before the stroke. That's right. I mean, so having said all that, I mean, I think at some point the Republicans have to wake up today and say, okay, why don't we change it up a little bit? Why don't we change our message? Why don't we come up with, I know that, that McCarthy has um, uh, the House leadership. I mean, we're probably going to win the House. We're, we're going to yeah, win the House. I, I, think so. I don't know about yeah. the Senate. but So, I mean, they have this commitment to America. They better hit the ground running, and they, mm. Mitch McConnell really better step his game up, and these guys better really make a difference in the first 100 days. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're going to lose again in two years for the White yeah. House, regardless of who the candidate is. I was watching an interview early this morning, and it was surprising. It was a, 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 ra- a Jewish rabbi, a self-avowed Democrat, who said that he had voted for Trump. And he wanted Republicans to win because the country is so messed up. And he said, it's time. A Democrat Jewish rabbi said, it's time well, I mean, that we cut Trump loose. You know, because he's, he's weighing down the nation. He's weighing down the party. He is. I mean, listen, I love his policies. His policies are tremendous. And, and what he did in those four years was tremendous. But. I mean, people are exhausted. I mean, people are tired. They're tired of the, the finger pointing and the politics and the and the just the quarreling and the obnoxious kind of finger pointing by both sides. Yeah. And I, I just don't see the country embracing Trump to be the candidate in two years, knowing that you know it's going to be another battle. I think I don't think people want to sign up to more no. disunity. You know, no, I mean, and, and Biden, he, you know, Biden can't move his lips without telling us a lie. Yeah. And he's the one that talked about he's going to be the unifier and all that nonsense. Well, of course, that didn't happen. But no. you know what? That's over. I mean, I think people have already put him on the back shelf and now they're looking for the future. And if we don't come back with a new generation of leadership and, and a guy like DeSantis or Nikki Haley in the second spot, whatever, whatever, um, we're, we're, we don't have a prayer. I, I've been trying to support Trump. You, you know, I voted twice for Trump. I, I Again, I love Trump's policies. I, I felt like la- off mic last night we were talking about, I said, you know, I think one of the things that attracts people to Trump is he's a fighter. He's a fighter. He's, a, he's scrappy. He doesn't take anything. He never met a fight he didn't like. But I think it's the same thing, the same, the same thing that people like about Trump is the same thing that weighs, weighs him down. I think he's his own worst enemy. But I got to tell you, he lost me 
when he started taking shots at DeSantis. Absolutely. Unnecessary, childish. Childish. His ego is is way out for display for everyone to see. If you want to look at a model that could turn the country around, you look at Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And for him to start taking shots at DeSantis before his election, I, 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 that was it. That was the last straw I, for me. I, so well, I, I think I'm no longer childish is the right word. And and I think people have experienced this. There's nobody undecided about Trump. Everybody's decided one way or the yeah. other. And I think what he did really showed his true colors in the last 48 hours. What he did to John McCain, what he said about John McCain was unforgivable in my opinion. How he treated the Bushes. I mean, he has no grace. He, no he no just, grace at all. It's, it's all ego and immature actions. And, and, you know, I don't think people want to sign up. I, I, you know what? It's time to put somebody with some common sense and some maturity in the White yeah. House. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think everybody's already you know, checked off the box on Biden. I think th- th- that's so over. And <laughs> Do you, you think? Over. And, and, and the good news is that, that they really don't news. have anybody on the There's bench. good news, John. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody on the Democrat bench. I mean, well, that's true. Name me the top the three candidates. Weak, right, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, and so why don't we get somebody off our bench, yeah. like DeSantis, get him out there. I think you know he has shown that he can be. What's the word I want to use? Fearless. Yeah, which is he is probably the quality that we like most in, in he Trump. He stood up to Fauci. He stood up to everybody. I mean, they flipped Dade County for crying out loud. I mean, Miami right. Dade County went red right. last night. I mean, come on. He's a gentleman. I mean, yeah. he's a gentleman. He's, <laughs> you know, well thought of. He's articulate. He served. Uh, and he's, I mean, he's got military he's experience. Guy. And um, if we don't get behind him, yeah. we divide our party in the next two years, then we're going to lose again. Right. To, to right. who knows who. Right. No. Can't I, even I, name the Democrat candidate for, for president. <laughs> it's certainly not going to be Biden or, or Harris, that's for sure. Hillary, Hillary's trying to come back. So, <laughs> you know, so, it's, it's ironic. <laughs> Three hundred million people in the entire country, and right. this is the best we have. <laughs> the best we can do. So, last question: We're out of time. Is there hope for Connecticut, Gov? Can, can we? No, for Republicans, <laughs> no. To win, not unless we change our message. Yeah. Not unless we recruit better candidates. Yeah. Not unless we show, you know, some some effort to get into the cities. Um, if we continue to walk away from the four major cities, we cannot win statewide. Yeah. We can't win congressional seats uh, unless we do something a little different. Um, and and, it, and it's got to be an aggressive, thoughtful message. And it's got to be the same message. I well, mean, it's be Logan, I mean, there were 10 different messages. I'm not yeah. sure what, yeah, I, you know, I, what the message I, I, was. I complained for years. But... I never heard it was time for change. And, you know. And I, it's, it's funny because, again, as Republicans, we seem to be content with our small, small yeah. minority of yeah. House seats and Senate seats in the legislature. Well, it's fun, and, and there's no responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just kind of, you know, bump hard. along and and uh, let yeah. things go in the right, you know, the, the wrong direction. And, and Lamont is a likable guy. I mean, yeah, he, that's he, I never thought he he was going to lose, or even mm-hmm. was in was ever. It was it was a monumental hill to climb. A nice guy who's got yeah. a favorable rating. Hey, we're we're out of time. Thank you so much for coming on. You betcha. And, uh, appreciate sharing day. wisdom. Thanks so much. All of Governor. our lives are still the same, pretty much. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Thank you.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.